When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Marty from the Ask Women podcast. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, and it doesn't have to be. At TrueCar.com, they'll help you get rid of the fear that you may overpay. You know you'll get a fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in their market and shares it with consumers so that they never have to overpay. Over 40,000 cars were sold by TrueCar certified dealers just last month. Users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. True Car certified dealers go through a certification process and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor your savings. True Car certified dealers believe that truth and transparency are essentials to a better buying experience. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others pay for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And the third step is simple. Just print out your certificate and take it to the True Car certified dealer for a better hassle-free buying experience. True Car has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Support the Ask Women podcast and shop at truecar.com. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women Podcast, uh-huh. a place where two comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, a comedian, host, actress, etc., confused human being. Follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Kristen Carney. We're also here, of course, with Marnie Kinris, a best-selling author and relationship expert, and the one and only from Chasing Maria on Oxygen, Kevin Undergaro, is joining us again. Yes, because hey, he's amazing. Kev. That's why he's joining us again. Yeah. And I'm friends with you guys. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, I want to go uh, quickly into our Wing Girl Minute, because that segment has been doing really well and people like it so here is the wing girl minute maybe 45 seconds there is never a bad time to approach a woman women want to be approached as long as it's by the right person there are mil- there there are a million and one reasons you can come up with as to why a woman may not Ooh, there are a million and one reasons t- t- today, you, I know seriously there are a million and one reasons you can come up with as to why a woman may not be interested in you she has a boyfriend you're too short not rich enough she's busy right now I don't know what to say I'm bothering her tons of excuses but you will never know for sure until you approach her the only way to get what you want is by asking for it so stop making excuses and start approaching and that is this week's wing girl minute all right. Super informative. I told you this thing on the top of my mouth is stopping me from talking. I have a blister on the top of my mouth. So now Herpes. I have a list and I'm stuttering. Herpes. It's not. It's not. I popped it once. <laughs> I was disgusting. I don't, I don't even want to tell you about this. I'm talking about. Um, I know. Exactly. But before we forget, I just want to say follow us on Twitter. Um, it really helps us communicate with you guys and hear what you want to hear. And we just want to say thanks so much for uh, supporting our sponsors and checking them out. Yeah. And well, really so I'm going to interrupt you some- for a second because I went on to our iTunes reviews and I, I told you to never do that because it's just like the worst thing in the entire world yeah. but I went and I and I read and a couple of people had mentioned about how many commercials we have on the show but the thing is is that this is this is free content and the commercials are there so that we can keep our shows on the air so hopefully you know you guys can possibly get a better attitude about these commercials and be okay with it so that we can stay no, on the air and keep suck it up and quit your whining. The show. It's, yeah. part, it's part of the deal when you get shit free. <laughs> that is true. That's very, very true. Um, all right. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, today we really wanted to talk about, um, because I think sometimes people take nice too far. Yeah. And so we thought we would talk about that for this week's chapter in the man's playbook. Like Kevin's, Kevin's too nice. That's why we're no, having this chapter. No, I'm kidding. He's too nice to me. Are but- you too nice? Um, I think sometimes it distracts from my uh, my own personal business. Really? Yes, because you always want to make time for everyone around you. And sometimes that's a little counterproductive. But do you find that people take advantage of it and walk all over you because of it? 
I mean, to a degree, a little bit. I mean, I'm, I won't, it's just I'm around a lot of younger people, and they need my help, and I've been there before, so I want right. to help them. Yeah. So, I mean, some of it's selfish on my part because I'm obviously enjoying it or I wouldn't be doing right. it. Right. Um, but I, there is something to be said just about the word nice. Oh, I, I had a client the other day, and I've worked with him for a couple of weeks now, and I said to him, you are the sweetest man in the entire world. And he said, no, don't say that. That's the kiss of death. And I was like, no, that's not the kiss oh, of he, death. He was interpreting it's the that slap you were in the face a, of death. He was <laughs> interpreting as that you're not attracted to him. At, well, that's the thing. He said, as a man, you never want to hear those statements. You don't want to hear that you're the nicest guy. And I've always said this, that my husband is the nicest man in the entire world. Oh, yeah. my, my husband also has a backbone. My husband can stand up to me. My husband can tease me. My husband can challenge me. My husband be, can be sarcastic and say what's on his mind. So the thing is, is that a lot of a lot of women use the term nice when what they're really trying to say is like grow some balls and talk to me like a man and, and well, stop being so wimpy. Well, I think the I think the whole term nice is often misunderstood or just it has the wrong label affixed to it. Because yeah. I think when you think of nice, like oh she's nice or he's nice, on the one hand is there's, there's something positive about that. Yeah. But I actually think that that the positive connotation is wrong too. But I think because decent is what you should right. Do. Decent is there's a lot of people who term. are nice, but decent is because when decency you're honest, doesn't right? have any underlying motive. Yeah. When you're decent, it's right. just selfless. But when you're nice, you don't know if it's coming across because you want something from someone or you want to be really? liked. I think that's well, that can still can be nice and be disingenuous. Absolutely, yes. right. Exactly. See? That's what I'm saying. Yes. And what, but when you're decent, you're just a decent person. You're not looking for the approval, or you're not looking to you know still be a shitty person. And, and times where you know, I think in life, for people who struggle with being assertive, they say, "Well, I wasn't assertive." Because I've talked to nice. be nice, yeah. and that's almost the way that they can. Wait, so I suffer, are you I saying that, that being nice is being fake? No, 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 not at all. I'm I just, think- I'm just saying that it, it's it's better to aspire toward being decent than it is to aspire toward being nice. I agree. Interesting. Because I completely be, agree. Because I think a lot of people Art's not easy don't, don't stand up to the, their boss, or they don't stand up to their friends, or they don't assert themselves, and they say, "Well, I'm sorry for being nice." Like so, that is a great way to cop out, and it's a great rationalization. And right. you, yeah, and you you can get. I know from my personal experience, I get bitterness because I say, oh, "I'm so nice. Like, why can't people just you know show me right. the same respect back?" But when you're just being decent, you're not decent, looking for that. And another word is kind. Right. It's wonderful to be kind. Okay. But nice. But is this just the way that we're interpreting it? Because I just uh, I just Google. I do, no, I'm just saying. Nice. It's a ge- yes. I think it is a general interpretation. Right. And I can see where a guy could hate that. But what I say to a guy is that that hates that term. If you hang in the game long enough, he'll you'll find a wife like your husband found you. You will find a girl who's going to be. Um, are you kidding me? Right. I'm totally taking this guy. He's awesome. Right. You know, screw all the rock stars. Because well, this well, is the guy I want to be with. But it is interesting because the other terms that you guys are associating with the with the term nice is like that's what's really wrong with being too nice. Is well, that, am I even making sense with what I'm saying? I'm saying like, okay, so for a lot of guys when they do get that statement, oh, you're such a nice guy, that's the underlying definition of what the girl is saying to them. She's saying, oh, you're too agreeable. You're, you're, you're like – uh, not really saying what you want. You're not, it nice means he's a, you're it not means nice to yourself. You're not nice to yourself. It means you're a pushover. Yeah. But the real word nice means enjoyable, pleasant, agree. Oh, I agree. Oh, shoot. Maybe it is a bad word. I <laughs> thought it was a nice thing to be a nice it person. Means, it means no, I think women I was always say they think, want a nice man. I it means a sad sap. I was taught to think that too, but then as I peeled away the layers, I realized, hey, you know what? Kind, decent. I think sweet is wonderful, you know, to I a degree. I think so too. But... And about when someone says I'm nice, I take it as a, I take it as a great compliment because I am. There is times I get really tough, so I take it as a compliment. But I think if you're a guy and you are getting that, you're a sweet guy or a nice guy. Um, it, you hang on long enough, you're going to find a, a great girl who's going to be like, uh, I get it. Uh, I, well, I, I think get so it, you too. Know, I get it. This is the guy who's just going to give me it's an awesome long-term. fifty years. It's a long term yeah. success. Right, but like, so what about the guy who's like, I don't want to just be a nice guy. I want to get all girls. I don't want to wait for that one special girl to come along who's like, oh, you're nice. I can see through all all of these things. We're back to going to strip clubs. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the alternative for you. But so what? What is what is too nice? Like, when are you too nice to the women that you're interacting? You're not looking out for yourself. 
Meaning what? What does that mean? When you're not looking out for your own best interest and you're and you're over over uh, catering to and you're you're, you're, you're it's a fifth, look it's a fifty fifty thing. You have to meet in the middle. If you're anywhere above fifty percent, then that's where you're. And you're yes. bending over backwards yep. for somebody that you barely know and not respecting yourself. Yep. So I have this exercise in my program. Actually, in, some, in a couple of my programs, bending over backwards. Yes, bending over backwards. It's my new sex program that's out next month. No, <laughs> um, but it's it, I, it's called the Insider, and it's the exercise is called I want. And it's literally just learning to say the words I want because those two words are the most uncomfortable words for most people to express what they want. Some people don't even know what they want. And it's Can I difficult tell you something? Yeah. My first words as a child were I want. Really? Mm-hmm. And they have not stopped since. Really? And you know what? I'm with you. Hardest words for me to say. You're really, really onto something. Absolutely. I, but they are for so many people. I, I know that they're difficult for people because it was so difficult for me to say what I wanted and what my opinion was. So the exercise is to start getting comfortable using my those two I little hate. words. <laughs> that does not surprise me, actually. So in your life, like people who are listening right now, the exercise I want you to do is for the next week, five times per day, I want you to say, I want in your workspace, with your friends, with women, with people at the grocery store, wherever you are. I want you to get really comfortable with the term I want. If somebody asks you your opinion on something, don't say, I don't know. Have an opinion. Make up that opinion so that you can start practicing being more assertive and starting start to develop opinions about things. Because people who just sit on the sidelines, they get ignored very easily. That's where I was when I was younger. Like, I used to be very intimidated of pretty girls when I was younger. So I totally Sorry. understand where all the... I know, I hated bitches like you. But I, I understand where all of our guys are coming from and where my clients are coming from because they freaked me out. Pretty popular girls, I wanted to be them. I wanted them to want me. I wanted to be their best friend. So instead of like actually being me around them, I was this nice, and I'm putting quotations, this nice, Mm -hmm. sit back and relax, never have a strong opinion type of girl. And it never got me anywhere other than being the friend that they would just drag along to stuff. But I would see how they would interact with other girls, and they had a real friendship with each other, and they had a real attraction towards each other. But for me, I was like the nice girl that was just there to hang out with them. And I wanted to change, which is why, you know. But I, I, okay, so I have so many thing issues with all of this. Yes. Let's and, hear. But no, the, it, your character arc and your journey, as I was telling Kristen last week, we, we were texting back and forth about last week's show, and I'm glad in 7th and 8th grade you didn't have that. You weren't nice. I'm glad you went on this journey because, to me, the people that go on this journey end up where you are at now. Successful, right. young female, beautiful Great husband. Oh, thanks. You know, but all those things. But now let's cut back to those girls you were aspiring to be like. They're all fat and ugly And I guarantee now. you, if they're not fat and ugly, they're divorced, they're on Facebook, they're cheating, all those other things. Just, I'm saying in general, not everybody. Yeah. But so I feel like if if people, if, if the girls and the guys listening to this show are, are of, of your age group, be all in on this. But don't be down on yourself from the past. And also, if you're younger, know that this is just part of the journey. The nicest people in the world are the ones who come up that way because they're formed in that way. You know, a lot of people that just everything goes great for them. I I see it with child stars. Oh, my goodness. They're awful people, Mm -hmm. you know. But it's when you're so overindulged all those years or you're you're not nice. You were bratty. You you know, you were pushy. You were this. You were that. It's... uh, they're not the people I want to be around to today. I would say that that's true. So for guys who are listening, the balance between being the nice, and I'm putting the quotations, and the assertive man is really just like having a strong backbone while still being a kind, genuine, decent person. Am I correct? Okay, yes. let me give yeah. you the formula. Okay. For guys, six days a week. So if you, you know, you, whoever you're dating, whatever, you, you give them their way. You open doors, you do all that stuff, you be a total gentleman. Right. And, and I'll tell you on the seventh day, when that one out of seven things, it's probably more like one out of 15 things. Right. But let's just say one out of seven things is super important to you. That's where you draw a line and say, no. Yeah. What about guys who are not dating? So guys who are not dating, I think it's still the same thing. I think when you're, you know, when you're dating someone, I think it takes more courage to open the door and do all those things and to keep all that stuff going. I think it takes more courage to do that. It's easier to play hard to get, be aloof. That's what they teach you to do. And I know in the short run, a lot of girls are attracted to that. But I know for my life, it all changed when I embraced the the 
the former, which was to, to be being nice, to be a gentleman, to to being decent, to being kind, to being considerate of the person I was with, um, and that's when I ended up with my partner. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that the the int- okay, so the balance for guys who are single who are listening to the show because that's the most that's the majority of the audience that are listening. It's um, I'm going to give you an example from one of my friends, Bobby Rio, from his book, where he talks about um, you know having a conversation with a woman. There's a nice way to have a conversation, and then there's an interesting, fun, flirtatious way that still is kind way of having a conversation with a woman. So if she's talking to you about her ex boyfriend or something, and you listen to her and you start saying oh that's so horrible and you start sharing stories and blah blah and like you're not really taking that conversation to the next level that's a nice conversation that really isn't going to attract her and she'll walk away thinking that was a nice guy the flip side of that is that you can say to her you know what if you keep talking to me like this i'm gonna have to charge you 150 bucks an hour you tease her you poke her on the side and then you say come on let's go do something so you're still being a nice guy you're being kind you're not being an asshole but you're showing that there's more to you and that you're not going to sit there and listen to her cry about her ex-boyfriend and you know how to make it fun and interesting and take her away from that place of being sad. Comedy always works. Exactly. So exercise for this week, people who are listening, is injecting the term or the two words I want into your vocabulary five times a day. A day. With friends, with family, with girls, with people start, that you walk by on the street. Start on your parents. You might yes. get some money or something. Exactly. Start putting it into your vocabulary. And I think that that wraps up this week's chapter in the man's playbook. Love it. Well, we're usually not this concise. I know. What's happening, Kevin? You're making, Bang. You're making us like so on target. We want segments and shit. All right. But we have... Tinderella stories. Art, let's get into it. Oh, good. Okay. So this is from a woman um, that she tried Tinder once, um, and I really like her experience. So she said... As soon as I got my first message, it was asking me if I was DTF, which if you don't know, means down to F, before even (laughs) saying hello. I stopped being interested in dating and launched into a soliloquy about the sad state of young people in America, which I completely admire because that's what I would have done. But when I got a message from David asking me if I wanted to go to Walmart, I was amused and I was amused enough to reply, okay, how about Tuesday? So on Tuesday, my coworker mentioned that she received the exact same message from the exact same guy. So naturally, I made her come with me to Walmart. So we surprised David at um, at Walmart with a two-for-one deal. We also invited him to balance the ratio, so we brought another guy. David was totally cool about the surprise. He's new to town and was psyched to meet new folks in any capacity. So it wasn't really a romantic connection. But David and I started chatting, the guy that she brought. So a few days after my date, I received a message from another potential date. His name was Jason with a poem. And I thought, okay, this could be cute. And this was the day I shot off Tinder. He wrote to me, roses are red, violets are blue. I think you're pretty. Will you please sit on my face? <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't have a great experience. So that's a so nightmare Cinderella story. So she, she quit? quit. That was last time she used it. Why? She shouldn't give up. Why? I that think you have two good reasons. Three good reasons. What? She, one was invited to Walmart. Right. Two, she was invited to sit on someone's face, which I don't know what's worse, Walmart or being invited to sit on someone's face. Well, it depends who you are. And three, uh, DTF. That's a Jersey Shore term. That I is. mean, those are three I mean, strikes. It's three people Boom. who are not taking it serious. You know, right. Serious. So maybe right. that's what's on there. Right. right. And I think that's from now reading all through these stories, I think that's the common denominator is that people are on there because it's popular right. and they're just ki- kidding around. Right. No one's really, you know, on their like match.com putting information out there and trying to find. I think, yeah, I think that it's, listen, I don't think it works for guys and for heteros. I yeah, think, yeah. I think yeah. for, you know, in the gay culture, it works Just people fine who want to get hetero. Because I'm a guy, I'm a <laughs> yeah. dude, I've got my other dude, we're both on the same page, we are, we are both DTF more than likely because we're dudes right. and it works. Right. You, the, the whole courtship game between a guy and a girl that that technology change, doesn't work. It needs to be a J date like, match where you right. really can get to know. It just doesn't work. But you should change the name of um, from like courtship to courtship. 
Yeah, like that's right. just what it's becoming. Yeah. Just like a shit show. Right. Do you think so? Like, do you think in general the dating world is just like messed up right now? Yeah. Uh, well, I personally, just from the information that I've gotten from being on this podcast, <laughs> right? You're like everybody's fucked. Yeah, because I never really knew much about the dating world because I've been in a relationship for six years, right. and all of a sudden I'm hearing about all these stories and seeing what people's experiences are, and it just seems like. Um, a circus that's like a fucked up circus in your dream. You know, it's not like the cute circus <laughs> that you're like, The thing oh, is, cute. but that's like, like the, the, that's like the news. Like, you don't see good stories on the news. Maybe once in a while you see like a good right. story on the so news. So you, you're going to hear about the messed up ones. Yeah. But I also know, if I feel like more people have a shot, especially older people that didn't have a shot before. You I know, think so if too. You yeah, meet that's your, true. If, I think back in the day, if you didn't meet your, your suitor in college or high school or maybe in your first job, you were done. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think now it's 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 it, I've seen more people get offered second chances yeah. at love. Well, what are your single friends doing for dating? Where are they going to meet women and men? You know, uh, I'm around so many people who are so driven yeah. with success that it's such a small part of their lives. Really, they're meeting their fr- if they're meeting anyone, they're meeting them at work, and they're focused on their. Their careers. You know, it's really interesting. I talked about it, I think, last week as well um, when I was watching Vice, that special about Japan Mm -hmm. and how their sex culture is totally different than us. Like their sex culture is, I'm going to totally screw this up, but they have all of these toys that help people not need other human beings. Hello Kitty toys. And anime mm. toys. It's great. I'm not like that's no, not even, that's not even a joke. Yeah. But like, so that they don't need other individuals to please them I sexually. Love that. that they're it's like a whole industry. It's crazy. But um, they're not really getting into relationships. Like people, men and women who are in their 20s and 30s are saying like, why would I want a boyfriend? Why would I want a girlfriend? That's just going to distract me from my career and having fun. And I asked my sister. And nobody gets hurt that way. And, I, exactly. I love that. I love that. But it's great because they don't need it as much. And, you know. It's just because there's too much smell of fish in the air. They're, they're like, yeah, they're like, not yeah, really turned on right now. Don't need it. But I, my, my <laughs> I middle know. sister always gets on my youngest sister because she met her partner when she was 23 years old. And my youngest sister is 26. And she's like, Nikki, you have to get on J-Date. You have to get on online dating. Like, you're so far behind when my sister Nikki is having the time of her life. Like she has way more fun that, than me and my other sister combined. Like every weekend she's doing something fun and interesting and exciting with her group of friends who are all single. And she's 26, so she's so young. So I asked her, you know, is it a big priority for you guys to be in a relationship? And she's like, no, why would it be a priority? She's like, I'm enjoying my life and having a blast. And she's going out and interacting with people and having sex and having fun and like having a really good time. But she said, relationships just take you away from that, which I thought was a really interesting point of view that I wish I had when I was younger. Yeah, they take you away from that and they get you closer to couches. Yes, very close Which to for couches. me is desirable. It just depends on like when I was 23, <laughs> I had no desire to be out having fun. I really didn't. <laughs> I, still I still don't now. Yeah. I don't want to do anything yeah. fun. So it just depends on your priorities. But um, we have Adam Lands coming up in the second half Lions. of the show. Lions. Lions, yes. Adam Lyons. But he's been on our show before. He was on our expert panel and he is... Um, amazing and awesome. He's a good friend of mine. He's got a British accent. He's British, so he's super sexy. Which means we, and also we respect him and listen to him. Of course. Exactly. I mean, he's very so close he's to the queen. He's always smarter than us mm-hmm. when he's got an accent. No, like yeah, that. exactly. And he'll tell you that five times. Yeah. I'm just joking. He won't. But he, he's awesome. And uh, he used to work for a huge pickup artist company, although he's like the, the furthest thing from a pickup artist. But he has worked with thousands of men all over the world to help them increase their confidence, get girls. And we're going to talk to him about flirting and going out to bars and and how to pick up women when we get back.
Podcast One presents the Robin Anton Podcast. Hey there, this is Robin Anton here on Podcast One. Check it out. I have some great guests. Pamela Anderson was recently in here and Christina Applegate. This is Christina Applegate and the Robin Anton Podcast. Everything from dance, fitness, girl talk. You guys will love it. It's the Robin Anton Podcast. Find it at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. The Robin Anton Podcast. New episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Tell more about this. Sorry, we're we're like chatting off air as well, but Adam's saying really interesting things that we definitely should be saying on air. So we quickly heard. They're so interesting that I my brain can't process them actually. You just said we have something. What was it called? No, but he he I'm spinning everywhere now. He was just saying that for fun, he's studying biochemistry. Yeah, yeah. So basically, so this, sounds fun. It, it, it really is. Tons it, of fun. It's no, it's, it's amazing. Throw your panties, fun. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so essentially, um, there is a, a chemical in the brain that's the equivalent of like the Higgs boson for love. What's Higgs boson? So the Higgs boson is boson. sort of like the, uh, <laughs> the they, they call it like the, the the god particle. It's why they developed the hadron collider. It was so they could find like the original big bang particle, the mm. the one that creates everything. Okay. And so scientists found this, but there are there are other scientists that specialize in, in you know the chemistry of the brain that have found the equivalent for love that we create and produce in our own brain, which is essentially oxytocin. And this this one chemical is okay, so essentially when somebody uh, when somebody gives birth, um, they will have a, a complete flooding of this chemical in their brain, which forms a bond between them and their child. When a man is in love with somebody and having sex with them, his body completely floods himself with oxytocin. Oh, I was going to say it should shut down. What well, it only is triggered. <laughs> like it's not. They don't feel those feelings when they have sex with someone. What, what's funny is they only feel it when they're in love with the person. Um, oh. So if a man has sex with a random girl that he doesn't really care about, no oxytocin. But when he has sex with someone he's in love with, the body gets flooded with Interesting. it. Interesting. Really? So, yeah, I've become completely fascinated by this chemical and the different aspects and, and ways. Love it can potion be number nine. Is Seriously, it, that's exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. In fact, um, people have started using it um, to encourage uh, introverts and those that have social disorders to actually come out and be more. More social, um, and, and they've found it works really well. If they I call that ecstasy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, wait, well, go more Should've into that. Because the thing is, before we get into like you know who you are and why you know what you're talking about, because you're not a scientist, obviously. No. Um, but, but something even more interesting than a scientist. But go back to that because um, there's a lot of people who listen to this show who may not understand the difference between being an introvert and being shy. So I would love for you to maybe break that down and, being self-loathing. and explain it and <laughs> break and then, down the three. No, but then, but then. <laughs> Explain what you're talking about, like giving oxytocin to people who are introverts. For sure. So um, I I suppose the the way to look at it is um, somebody who's introverted is just internally they don't really have a desire to want to go out and be social not that they don't like socializing they just don't want to go out and meet new people they get very comfortable being in their own environment um, and they, they don't really like being outside of it uh, introverts you know their their worst partner they could ever be with is someone that's like hey we should just go out and meet new people they're like no that that I don't want to do that or why don't we try something new no introverts no, that's what I do to my husband all the time he's like no yeah, <laughs> he exactly. hates it yeah an introvert would never want to do that kind right. of thing um, whereas somebody who's shy might actually have a desire to go out and do these things but be afraid of negative consequences right. happening to them so that prevents them from doing it and people that are shy will often be conflicted because they want to go out and do these things but they don't think they can whereas an introvert genuinely doesn't want to go I out I love and that do we're them. getting so much great information from a man dressed in all white <laughs> I like yeah. literally my mind is blown he's a doctor that's why he's wearing but, all white can, can, <laughs> so I'm really interested in white this linen. as well can you be shy and introverted right. I think can I am both? Yeah. yes of course totally. but a lot of people confuse being introverted with being shy. So shy is a habit you can actually alter. Being an introvert is a personality trait. So it's the way that you are naturally, like how it's built into you. Doesn't mean that you can't be a social person. You you're, you have you're, you're shy. You have difficulty talking to people. This is how I always look at introversion versus extroversion. It's the way that you actually get recharged. An extrovert gets recharged by being around other people. So they yeah. get their energy I source. Get right, you get drained. Be That's being an introvert. introvert and there's yeah. always people who are on the cusp as well. There's different you I, know, variances of it. I have a really weird mix because I crave attention and I crave connection but i don't want to do it so it's weird i have this kind of um like it's like hot air and cold air colliding no, but that's and there's what a adam was just talking about it's that it's like you make these excuses as to why you cannot like it takes me too much mental so energy you're to shy be so she's shy right according to adam according to your definition so so actually 
what you probably but like it is, physically like makes me like very when I think about having to go out to be social, it makes me very like almost angry. Okay, so but yet right, I so want to. Let, yeah. This is why I've been so into the chemistry right now. Yeah. So it actually goes beyond shy and introversion. What you're describing, self-loathing. This is where we get uh, the self-loathing. Well, well, okay, so so let's let's start looking at like the different chemicals in the brain. So essentially, one of the key chemicals, the one that you're describing, is cortisol. Cortisol is like the punishment chemical. Whenever we feel bad, it's because our body is being flooded with cortisol. Ugh. So the idea of going <laughs> like out right and now. meeting people, the idea of having to do that is flooding you with cortisol. For whatever reason, you have made an association with the effort of going out and meeting people as being a negative thing. And your body's like, you know what? You don't want to do this. So here's some cortisol. I was bullied in high school. There you go. That, that, would, that would be a reason. And there's probably a whole bunch of others. Mm-hmm. But essentially, your body has told you going out and doing that isn't something that's good. So you're going to get flooded with cortisol. However, whenever you do something that triggers one of the chemicals that make us feel good, you're going to get a a benefit and your body will lust after those chemicals. So, for example, the act of um, going out and socializing is actually one of the things that can produce oxytocin, which is the chemical we were talking about earlier. So your body has a desire for oxytocin. But, Oxycontin. So yeah, your, your body's got this desire to go out and get it. But on the other hand, the idea of going out and socializing is triggering cortisol. So what your body is saying is, hey, we've got this craving for this thing, but getting it is really bad. The the only way that I could equate that would be if you really, really like ice cream, but also you're, you're lactose tired. intolerant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So you've got so how do you how do you eliminate that or take drugs it? to help the lactose? It's, sure. Yeah, that's uh, drugs is <laughs> well, drugs. Like, no, honestly, like a anxiety drug or well, well that would be one of the reasons I'm interested in oxytocin because actually you could take oxytocin as a way to to stimulate the idea of going out to, to inhibit the cortisol um, but there are other ways of doing it you can train yourself um, there's actually uh, there's a really good book on this called uh, My Happy Chemicals I think that's what it's called it's, it's a re- you know, Meet Your Happy Chemicals it's a really good book um, and it actually talks about it takes 45 days to You're like well I'm not really good at meeting new people so right, well, well actually the idea is that for 45 days if you force yourself to do something um, you can actually change your body's desire to release that cortisol. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 45 days of hell uh, right. because on day 44, it will feel as bad as day one. It's right. only day 45 that the brain's like, uh, you know what? Releasing cortisol is kind of a waste at this point because she's obviously going to keep going out and socializing. So let's stop producing cortisol. And what, and what is this book? Uh, yeah, it's called Meet Your Happy Chemical. Yes, and you can get it through our Amazon page, winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. Go pick it up there. But that's really interesting. Okay, so basically you have to be present in retraining yourself. and really, So you can easily take a magic pill, like yeah, oxytocin sure. if you want to. Uh-huh. That could maybe have possible um, other negative side effects, maybe lowering your natural ability to gain oxytocin. That I don't is, know what the long-term effects no, that, are. That actually is one of the side effects. Um, yeah. Also, it can trigger jealousy. Uh, oh really it makes you want to be social and when somebody else is beating you mm. um, it makes you competitive to want social yeah like than they when are. i see okay. other people's instagrams and they're out having fun and i don't want to go out and have fun but i see they're having fun i'm like oh screw you you, you suck you're that, the worst that's, that's, you completely understand <laughs> and i'm sure people who are listening do, do i'm like well. unfollow that's but it. so yeah. can you give an exercise to people who are listening for this 45 day challenge like how do they start with this 45 day challenge so i would probably start off by setting a regular routine of something you're going to do that's really simple and doesn't take up too much time So, for example, the one that I teach people is go to Starbucks and in the Starbucks, make it a mission to make friends with the barista. Know their name, know something about them beyond the fact that they just serve you coffees. And every single time you go and meet your barista, you also have to meet one other person who's in line. Okay. And that's it. So once a day, giving her a heart attack, sweat. <laughs> well, yeah. So if you if you think about like uh, a lot of people, the Starbucks is like their guilty pleasure. It's like, oh, you know, if I'm going to save money, I should just stop eating Starbucks. But I really enjoy it. The way I look at it this way is now your Starbucks habit is funding your change in social desire. Absolutely. For five minutes of exercise a day to get your coffee, the 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 punishment or the the additional cost of purchasing that coffee is also you have to meet one person start and bond a with one. Bad association with coffee though something that you really like. <laughs> People are like, okay, I'm what done I'm with hearing, caffeine. What I'm hearing is you like can be happy log. for as little great, as $5 a day. Exactly. For the price of a cup for of coffee, you could have exactly. happiness. Like, yeah. literally, that's the best sales pitch ever. Yeah, no, that, that's 100%. Right. So, so you bring up a good point, but because what you're essentially doing here is classical conditioning. It's like Pavlov's dogs. Yeah. yeah. You, so the, the key is you're trying to force the conditioning to go the way you want it to, which is coffee makes me social. The, the, the craving for caffeine is one that also is now attached to a craving for socializing. You know what makes that hard, though, is that people are going to be doing this without having their caffeine yet. <laughs> and it's like, right. you know, those shirts, like, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee or whatever. 
it's literally like take your sip of coffee and then meet the people online. And then you could, yeah, so, yeah. So technically, but you could. Yeah, you could. You could get your coffee first and then just make sure you drink it in the Starbucks and meet somebody new every yeah. day. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you know, you got to anticipate. Forty-four days are going to be horrible. Day forty-five is going to be great. I anticipate I, a thousand I, days are going to be the horrible. The thing is, so we're set. It's I fine. Would, I would say it doesn't even get till day forty-four. I, okay, because that's that's very similar to the exercises that I gave myself when I was trying to get over my approach anxiety. Because I used to feel the exact same way as you. And what I did, I was in New Zealand at the time, and I gave myself the challenge to oh, go out so in much public. Nicer to approach though, they're New Zealanders. What they have weird accents, and I don't know. I, Friendliest people on the planet. But right. for Next me, to the Mormons are not me, super tough. They were just people who I had a complete fear of, complete like strangers. They weren't even hot people who I wanted something from. They were just strangers on the street. I hey, gave ways. myself the assignment to go out and approach ten people every single day. The first time took me two hours to do that assignment because it was so like I, I, like, I'm, so, I was like sweating right now in this me. room but like the amount that I was sweating and like how fast my heart was beating was just ridiculous but slowly over time and over the course of a week it became easier and easier and easier to do so sometimes it doesn't even take 45 days to, to, to complete this challenge it can yeah. happen a lot faster depending on who you are and what you're unlocking and what beliefs you actually hold 100% and, and you know and the reason for that is when you get that happy chemical it's essentially combating the negative ones so the cortisol is being replaced by whatever the other chemical is that makes you feel good about yourself in the same way that uh, endorphins released to overcome pain. Um, so, so yeah, so it's exactly the same thing. And this is basically what I've spent the last month studying and reading and learning about because I'm a nerd, not a scientist. But I love I'm that you're a nerd. Yeah. But, but tell people what you what you had have spent the past 15 years studying. Because when I first met you, you it was at the um, PUA Summit, the yep. Pickup Artist the Summit. Pickup but artist I think summit. you had one Best Pickup Artist for yep. that best year pick or something? Yeah, I, uh, I okay. was voted Best Pickup Artist in the world uh, three years in a row. Wow, that's um, pretty awesome. So, yeah, it was fun. It was uh, it was a cool. I'd never been an in the world of anything before. <laughs> I mean, that's a, who cares? Yeah, anything that's in exactly. the world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. That was Three cool. If I got shittiest person in the world, they'd be like, yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, I'm the worst. Yeah, but so tell cool tell title. people what that means because people may have a you know a negative association with pickup yeah, there artists. Were, there are a lot of people that, that did. Essentially, it started with um, I was uh, incredibly terrible with girls. Um, it wasn't I couldn't get a girlfriend, and I think a lot of guys do this thing. I could never get a girlfriend, and then. No, I got girlfriends. It's just they were short, frumpy, and you know they weren't particularly attractive. <laughs> Not the ones you wanted. Yeah, they they weren't the ones that I wanted, and you know I I didn't feel I didn't feel like I was doing great to be with them. Um, and the worst thing is they would cheat on me, <gasps> and they would like they right? would leave me. And you're so cute. I don't. I wasn't. That's the thing. So, like, for for guys who are listening, like, it's it, again, it's not about looks. It's like Adam's a very good-looking man. Thanks. So, I appreciate it. But yeah, well, was, and he has a British accent, right? So you've already. He's an oh, boo! So, so yeah, they were like yeah, yeah. dime a dozen. Don't get the benefit, yeah. 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 So, but it's like, yeah. So I was like this six-foot-tall, like you know, slim white guy, um, and you know, people just weren't really interested. I started gaining weight. I had this thing where I'd eat a Krispy Kreme donut every day to make myself feel better, right. um, which I now know why that was happening because I was essentially trying to cortisol. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to remove the cortisol with dopamine, uh, yeah. which a lot of people. Do. Do, uh, which is you know I, I have to get this book it's great I was craving oh, really? it yeah it's very interesting it sounds amazing yeah and there's, there's a few other books that sort of cover this so you need a bunch of them but but that one book's a really good intro to it um, and so I was using dopamine instead of oxytocin to, to you know to get rid of the cortisol yeah. um, which wasn't actually doing what I needed anyway long story short um, I woke up one day and you know my girlfriend was cheating on me um, and I stayed with her because I didn't have another girlfriend right. um, she wasn't having sex with me she's having sex with some other guy and I was like paying for everything like, sure and so then she broke up with me kind of want to date you right now right yeah great guy Uh, she she broke up with me and she stole my pc she stole everything from my house i had nothing she's trying to help you you got to get into the mac world so yeah she's yeah yeah yeah. she's like go with apple yeah Yeah. and so i was i was sitting indoors and i decided that rather than blame her i'd blame myself it's like one of my friends said mm -hmm. it's a big turning point it's a huge turning point yeah any part of problem in your life anytime you bottom out I don't care who's doing it to. That's it. Yeah, and yeah. it was like my oh, all my friends had always said, you know, it's them, it's them, it's them. And I was like, man, when something happens to you over and over again, there's a point where you have to look at yourself and say, is it me? Am 100%. I the person? Yep. And so I said, okay, it's me. Um, I'm going to fix this. So I went out and I bought Neil Strauss's The Game. Neil Strauss, mm-hmm. great guy. I become a very good friend of mine, which is awesome because he, he's really intelligent, and knows his stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, I got halfway through the book, and literally halfway through the book, I was like, forget this, no more reading. I'm going to do it. Um, so I signed up on a, a boot camp, and it was with Neil Strauss. No, not with Neil. With okay. uh, with some local guys. Okay. Um, and I remember. I remember I went to this Chinese restaurant to pay the guy a week in advance, and he was just sitting down eating noodles. That sounds a little it was so sketchy. Sketchy. Yeah, I gave him a thousand pounds in cash, and then he was just like, "Here's the address," and handed me a piece of paper, and then that was it. Um, and so yeah, so <laughs> then I, I signed up on the bootcamp. It was the worst experience of my life. Um, there was there was like 
it, looking back, it was some of the worst things you could teach somebody. There was, really? It was gimmicky and right. uh, we pickup artisty. Yeah, really pickup artisty. Exactly. I mean, we had like oversized glasses and big fireman hats. My, the first line I was taught was wear this fireman's <laughs> hat, go up to a girl and go, "Is there a fire in here?" Oh, God. What? Yeah. With, an, with an American accent? That's with what they told you to accent. do. With an American accent, Jesus. because Americans taught this primarily, and the English guys had copied it. Oh my God. So yeah, I know. So, so, by the way, I know. I don't want to say Kristen. I know so many people in the, in the acting business and who teach these classes who are just as bad teachers with the worst exercise. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. And they're taking tons of money, money. from people. Oh, yeah. Because people don't know I, any better. Oh, no, they're just, and they're so desperate for knowledge. But I just admire you so much for going through this. I mean... Thanks. It was, it was tough. They told me to... Um, my, my favorite one is they got... I talk about this all the time. They got me to say, I'm the kissing bandit. And so I'd say, I'd stand in front of girls <sighs> trying to walk through in a mall, uh, an outdoor mall. And it's causing you anxiety. I had to jump in front just, of the girl. It was making me sad. It was horrible. And I'd be like, I'm the kissing bandit. You're going to no. kiss me if you want to get fired. Stop. It is. It's making me. It was yeah. bad. And, the, and they said to me, I was like, I was like, is that really going to work? And they were like, I'm the fool, man. They're like, yes. They like, I've yes. done it yes. 10 times and it works every time. It didn't work once. Yeah, of course it, was, it didn't. I was, it was so stupid. embarrassed. It was the most horrible thing. But what happened was um, I was motivated. Oh. I, I got over my fear. I was like, wow, I can talk to people. No yeah. one got mad at me over this. Everyone was just like, whatever. And I was like, I can take whatever's. Like, whatever's are fine. Um, yeah. And then there was this one girl, I never, and this was the turning point. She was standing outside of a nightclub, and she was just like resting. She was super cute. And it turns out she was one of the go-go dancers. And every single student went and hit on her and failed. Everyone, one after the other. They were all using these lame lines. And I was like, I'm going to use my own brain. I'm not going to. Did she know that this was like a setup? That no, she just was like, why are 10 guys hitting on me? Right, okay. The other. Yeah. Um, and so I went up to her, and I was like. Self-esteem. Yeah, and I was like, it's kind of a bit of a dick, but I was like, you know what? I just saw those nine douchebags just come up and hit on you. Like, what is this all about? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, there's some creepy guys in the world, huh? And she's like, yeah. And so I bonded with her on this point, basically building rapport. And mm -hmm. now that I know what that is, I didn't at the time. And she was all over me. All and right. she gave me her phone number. And all of the instructors came up to me and said, how did you do that? <laughs> You like sign up for my course next week and I'll tell you anything that you just told me to. And yeah, and at that point I was like, wow, they don't understand. So at this point I was like, wait, I studied psychology. I've been in public relations for mm -hmm. years. I wonder if everything I know about negotiating and dealing with people could be used for this. Got back out all my books and started reading hardcore. What is interpersonal attraction? How does it work? What triggers attraction? And I became completely nerdy about it. And uh, I started um, going out and doing it and people realized I was getting success. Um, and actually FHM uh, got wind of it through a friend of a friend of a friend. What's but FHM? Uh, it's like a Maxim magazine. For him magazine. Um, and it was, it was a huge thing. And they did a five-page spread on me. Wow. And uh, the quote, I'm never going to forget it. The quote was, you can think what you like about Adam, but whether you like it or not, he's wading in more than either you or I. Yep. And, and I was like, wow, that's, that's a great, that was a great booster. And everyone wanted to learn from me. And I was like, there's no way, no way on this planet I'm going to teach people this. This is for me, no one else. And I, I became, yeah, you just like figured out a secret drug. Yeah, that and it's like, and, and the teachers don't know how to do it the way I do it. Um, and I've since learned there are teachers that do know how to do it, but back then the teachers I had access to couldn't. And so I disappeared and I, I gave myself this name, which was uh, AFC Adam, which of course, Mario yeah. know, AFC stands for Average Frustrated Chump. And I gave myself that name to stop people wanting to learn from me so that I could concentrate and improve my skills even further. And it took about a year before people were like, wait a minute. He's, he is the good. Yeah, it's the same guy. He's actually good. Um, and at that point, people started coming up to me. And I remember saying, I don't want to teach you. I don't want to teach you. And I think I, was, I have AFC in front of my name, but I don't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, why aren't anyone, why aren't anyone coming around? Yeah. I think, I think most people it's, it's tough. It, it's difficult. And I, actually, I, I, I teach girls as well now because there, there are so many women that are like, wow, I want to I want to be able to socialize. You know, They don't want to go and pick people up, but they want to socialize. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so it was this um, you know, this, this crazy experience where people would come up to me and be like, I want to learn from you. And at this point, I was turning up to nightclubs with 30 to 40 girls. Um, and I was, you know, sleeping with. Uh, I had a very hedonistic lifestyle for a while, um, and life was great for a while. For a, yeah, for a while, for a good few <laughs> years. Um, and so, and people would come up to me and be like, "I want to learn from you. I want to. I want to learn this skill." And I was like, "No way!" And then this, <laughs> this really rich guy just stuck a thousand pounds in my pocket, and he's like, "That's for tonight." And I was like, oh, "Okay, I'll teach you." <laughs> and and it, it started from there. People, I I remember my dad being like, "You got to get a real job. You just go out clubbing every day with all these women. You're never going to amount to anything like, in life." Making like, more than you. Yeah, and I, I I literally stuck three grand in front of him, and he goes, "Well, that's just a little bit of money. You need regular income." And I pulled out another three grand, and my dad was like, <laughs> "Wait, what are you doing? You are a drug dealer." Yeah, no, right? I, actually, I'm a drug dealer. And my dad's like, "Where is this money coming from?" I was like, "Dad, I, I'm getting paid to teach people this." He goes, "Well, how?" And then I, I just proceeded to pull out the money that I'd been saving, and I had my dad's year wage, and I'd made it in a month. And my, my dad's a, he was a janitor. And he was just like, oh. that's, he goes, wow. He goes, that's more money than 
that, that I see in a year and you made that in a month I was like yeah and he goes you know what son I'm proud of you keep it's doing like, keep this doing it. yeah keep doing this keep going. that was like my parents when, when I started the wing girl company I called them and I said yeah what I do is I you know I, I pick up women for men and they were like ooh that's <laughs> yeah. kind of weird that's shady and then I called them and said I'm going to be in the LA Times they're like oh you have a business yeah. 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 that's yeah. interesting yeah. Yeah. and I was like okay well now you're on board but I would have been in the LA Times because I was murdered yeah. <laughs> it's like what they would assume yeah. oh, I want to have you back on the show because I want to ask a couple of analyze this questions and I, sure. but I want to talk more more. I'm like it's very I'm, interesting. I'm sort of torn right now. I, but I literally run the corner whenever you guys want me. Okay, well, you're going to come back on again because I want to talk more about this and I want to talk about attraction and flirting and I want you to give people advice and tips. Sure. But what I'd like to do now is answer a couple of questions from our awesome fans. So people who want to write in questions, write in to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Okay. Hey, ladies. My girlfriend wants me to be more dominant when it comes to sex. Not kinky or anything, but just to scoop her up when I want and just be assertive about the whole thing. This really so goes it's like against- a mild rape. So, yes, okay. that's what I, every woman yeah, wants. Totally, right. Exactly. This really goes against my personality because I'm very passive. I, this, these, it's so funny how they all sort of go hand in hand with what our discussion is. Maybe yeah. our discussion is always the same at the beginning. But <laughs> um, I never want her to feel uncomfortable, so I don't want to have sex with her when she's not necessarily feeling it. So is there some way I can ease into being more dominant? Just go for it or continue to be myself and just think. Like, just let things happen as they come. Thanks. Skylar. Oh, I like that name. From Delaware. Yeah, I like that name, Skylar. So this is my, my secret personal confession. What? I suffer from something. And, Wimpiness um, in the bedroom? No, what? no. I, I suffer from sex omnia. And is that it's what? Sex omnia. You can't sleep? I have sex in my sleep without knowing it. And with people? I do too. Yeah. Wait, what? What? Oh, no. I have it in my dreams. No, no, no. no. If I, if <laughs> I physically sleep in the bed do next it. to somebody, I'll have sex with them, no matter who the person is, to the point that I can't let guys You can't sleep, sleep with them. My husband's yeah. yeah. done like, that hey, once. Hold can't. on. Is that gender like specific or does it go either way? In, in my dream, it doesn't matter. I will, if there's somebody next to me, I'm going to grab them and try and have sex with them. He's going to help them. No, yeah. my husband Okay, wait. You're hiding like, behind this. You do it intentionally. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. one of the the things I'm saying. This has become one of my best teaching aids because I've realized that whenever I do that girls never say no never no. they always just well, go they're along also with sleeping it because they're also sleeping and they wake up in the middle <laughs> no, of sex and like, they'll be like, like necrophilia like in what is it like pretty woman or something I feel like that happens in that movie but my husband <laughs> oh, yeah, did this yeah, to me yeah. okay when we first started dating because he wasn't so dominant in the bedroom in the very beginning mm-hmm. and one night in the middle of the night he just started going down on me and I was like oh my god this is the best thing ever and like usually I would be uncomfortable and like a little bit scared but I was like okay like just go with it I love this I think it's absolutely amazing and I was so in love with him oh, the next day and this is it so in this weird dreamscape anything can happen um, and so I've started teaching like guys murder. like hopefully like not like strangulation during like sex what? murder <laughs> that, can, that can sometimes happen um, no um, so what happens is um, I found that every girl that I've ever been with like this is like that and I actually use myself often as like a, a resource for, for psychological studying because if the amount of women I've been with now like it's like you know I've, I've done it X amount of hundreds of times and if they're all totally okay with it then you know it's pretty fair to assume that based on that trial method most people are going to be okay yeah. with it and so I've started teaching students that you can feign a version of sex omnia don't pretend that you've got the, the disorder because it is a very serious disorder and you know I'm sure uh, it's, it, it's, <laughs> there's it's commercials tough, about it it's no. tough yeah I'm, I'm sure there is you know yeah. and if, if you have sex omnia you don't want it treated but you know <laughs> right um, but what you can do is Once you can use that STD. right exactly oh, no, that would be horrible uh, <laughs> yeah so so you want to build this 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 dominant persona very slowly and the easy way of doing it is at night and i would suggest the way to do it is while she's sleeping next to you sort of like um you want to get a gentle uh, a gentle alarm clock to wake yourself up now there's a lot of ways that you can force yourself to wake up in the middle of the night if that is too much of a problem and you don't know how to do that or make that happen um there is there's two ways you can go about doing it one you can just stay awake longer than her uh, which would be a way of doing it How However, you kind of want to let her have a full sleep cycle, and I'll explain why. It essentially takes about four hours for people to have a regular sleep cycle, and she'll only be rested after that first sleep cycle. If you wake her up within the first four hours, she's actually going to have quite a disturbed sleep and be agitated. Yeah, so, like, fuck you. Why do you wake me up? Right, so, so there's oh. a number of ways to make yourself wake up. Good news is most guys tend to wake up in the middle of the night to go and pee. Um, and so you can use that after peeing and make sure you clean yourself and you can come back, <laughs> and she's asleep. And rather than just rolling over and going back to sleep, snuggle up next to her. Put your, you know, put your arm around her and whisper in her. I'm gonna say, put your penis in her hand. Put your penis there. Yeah, put your arm around her and whisper in her ear how beautiful she is and how much you love her. And what happens is, it'll slowly, just this gentle cooing in her ear will slowly start to to wake her up. Not too much, just a little bit. And then the way I always do it is, I take my hand, I place it between her legs and keep going right through until my hand is actually on her stomach. So almost like her crutch is rested uh, on, on the inside of my elbow. 
and then I will, in one motion, just swoop her backwards. So now I've got her in the position where she's almost like bent forward. So it would be like doggy style, except we're lying down next to each other. Right. Um, from that position, with uh, with my elbow and my arm in between her legs, um, there's usually just enough friction on her clitoris and you know on her vulva to get her turned on, and she'll start to get wet. And I can tell this because once I slide my hand back between her legs from her stomach, and I can test for wetness. And if I see that she's wet, and I see that she hasn't snapped at me, like, oh my god, why did you wake me up or whatever? If I'm not getting any of that, then at that point i'll just whip it out and stick it inside her um and i found that that is one of there the easiest go. ways to how start uncomfortable off being is, is uh Christina i'm right? uncomfortable she's like i don't know if i can listen to the rest I'm of this conversation <laughs> no but i love that but let's say somebody didn't want to train in the middle of the night they have like a really busy day at work uh-huh. every day of the week or something let's say they don't have this time at 4 a.m are there other ways for guys to be more dominant belt in hoops. the bedroom huh belt hoops belt hoops belt hoops this is like my favorite thing um okay. if you want to like so 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 we're talking about like not going into to bondage or, or kinkiness, but you still want to have that level of domination. So what's great is most women, um, you know, if they're wearing jeans or pants or whatever, and they've got belt hoops on them. Belt hoops are essentially strapped to their entire waist by by way of the pants. That they're Unless wearing. you shop at Forever Twenty One, like I do, that will come off in a in <laughs> because it's so shitty. So yeah, so you, you might have to be a bit careful on those lines. But what you can do is if you just hook a finger on the inside of someone's belt loop, and then as you're making out with them, pull them towards you sharply. Um, she'll be moved towards you via her entire pelvic region and that should be enough to to show that you've got some dominance during a makeout, which will get her to start being wet. And then what you've got to do is remember that dominance can be pretty much uh, interspliced with leading. So, you know, you just lead her to the bedroom. And that would be a very simple way of being dominant. Just being like, we can make it out, bam, pulling you by your belt hoop. Oh my God, he's so great. I want you to take <laughs> you to the bedroom, sex. Yeah. Dominant doesn't mean like being aggressive and punching a woman right, in the face yeah. and like whipping her in the bedroom. There was a really... It means taking lead. There was a really funny news story recently, which I saw, I think maybe on the internet, but maybe on the actual news. I don't know. But this woman met someone on Craigslist. This was probably like two weeks ago I saw this. She met someone on Craigslist, and he was going to stage like a, a rape of her. It was like a fantasy, and it was while her husband wasn't home because right. she was married, and he, her husband didn't know about this. And so anyway, um, he came to like, quote, unquote, rape her, and her husband came home. <gasps> and was like, oh and so she just went gosh. along with the fact that she's like, oh, my God, I am being raped. Oh, my God. And so they called the cops and like, tur- and, like so he she said killed he, was, him. he was raping her, and so the guy basically had to like show his email chain of like no she wanted me to do this wow. but that but she just went along with it because the husband came in and she was like help me help me yeah oh my god that, wow. her husband could have killed that guy yeah. that's horrible yeah. well hopefully that Skylar you won't follow that advice but follow <laughs> the advice that Adam gave before about uh, the belt buck yeah belt I like loops yeah. yeah and then having uh, sex omni I think that's a really well, I think that's fantastic <laughs> alright next question and then we're going to be done um, dear Aspen ladies I love the show and have been trying to catch up on the latest episode hurry up on 18 number now god you're so far behind but thank you so much for supporting us and listening because i think that's awesome y'all y'all been a blast to listen to when my eight hour weekend shift is going slow you get a lot of i try i know i like it i try and use what knowledge you give me when and where i can i have a couple of questions how can I oh this is interesting because we were talking about it before how can I break out of my shell and go have fun at the places around me to meet women you got the women? perfect guy to answer that and I yes. think you pretty much did you did in the first half of the episode but let's have a little recap of how he can Thanks. do this yeah, I, I mean I, I think this guy if he's got like places around him um, I, I think one of the key things for people that are introverts is they kind of like routines like mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over again so I think for those kind of people it's more important to meet locals yeah. and so I would find like the places you want to go to around you and create a little routine I'm going to go here for half an hour like here the Starbucks for an hour. that you mentioned before bingo yeah exactly and so you just have that routine i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go here at each place each place i'm gonna meet one person and i'm going to make sure that i give that person one compliment i find out one thing that they would love to do in their life um and i try and ask for their contact details via facebook or what have you and that's it and then attempt to do those simple things and then do that over and over again you do it for like again for x amount of days and you should be totally fine and, and it sounds yeah. natural it's yeah. nothing like crowbarred in I agree, but it helps yeah. you break like out of your shell because you realize okay it's not so bad to just talk to these people i'm offering something 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 again this thing on my has, 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 has. something to them they're providing me with something and we're both learning which yeah. i think is great one other question he had he said how um how should i tell someone i'm into about the fact that i go through a cycle of depression most of the year even though i hide it very well you got the perfect girl here to answer this question. i know seriously <laughs> how do you tell somebody that because that's actually i get i get that a lot there's a lot of guys Just that show them your i work with receipts. who do have <laughs> they'll know who do have <laughs> depression and it's not something to laugh about it's like it's like a oh, real yes, thing so, so how Well, I suffer with depression, Mm -hmm. Um, and I know for me it's been a huge damper for my boyfriend um, because I – 
it's like difficult because I don't want to say like you enjoy being depressed, but when you're in those feelings, you, um, you want to wallow as much as you can. So I think the best way to tell someone is when you're feeling better and you're feeling in a more positive frame of mind, because if you approach someone, when you are feeling really depressed, you're going to make your problem sound 10 times worse than it actually is. So, I mean, and, and I know depression can be very severe, but again, when you're out of kind of feeling super down. So I would say you're having a good day. Things are going well. Ruin it by bringing up depression is what yeah. I'm saying. No, just basically say, listen, um, this is something that I deal with and I have a good feeling. I have a feeling that I'm going to conquer it at some point, but I just want to let you know that uh, this is something that happens. Well, this is a part of me. It's a part of me, and it's a huge part of me. And uh, in any way, don't feel that you have to help me solve it, but just be there with me along the way. And I'm feeling good today, so it'll be horrible tomorrow. Just a heads up. Right. I don't know. I don't really no. help people like you guys do. So okay. I don't really know how to no, say but, it Well, but it's interesting concisely. because whenever okay, we, we go on Loveline a lot, and I've heard Drew say this multiple times to people who call in and say, okay, my boyfriend suffers from depression, blah, blah. And he'll always interrupt them if they're talking about depression or an addiction, whatever it is. He said, there's three people in your relationship. Because it is true when you right. have depression. Like, like the like, third crazy person. Yeah, there is a third person. It's a third person that sadly overpowers the other person in the yeah. relationship, or actually both people in the relationship. So it is difficult to deal with. So I, I think that this is a really good question to ask because a lot of people either suffer from depression or mild cases of it or some other psychological disorder. So I would love to hear what Adam has to say about so, this. So well, I actually, um, I, I've dated a lot of girls that have had depression um, and, and I've, I've had it before in the past um, in, you know, in, a, in a previous lifetime. Um, one of the things I said, I love what you said actually. I, I think there's nothing better than just being 100% honest and true. If I would add something to it, I wouldn't take anything away. I would add something that I feel a lot of people don't do, which is they don't empower their partners enough. Um, and I would actually empower them. Like one yeah. thing you did say is like, don't feel you have to do anything. But I think what's missing off the back of that is, but here's some things you can do. Yeah. And then you say to them, the, the things I would love you to do when I'm feeling depressed are this, this, this. I would love it if you did this. Right. Um, and so for example, my one, one of my girlfriends at the moment, she's, um, she's, went through a, a little depressive thing recently and we had a conversation like your actual it. girlfriend girlfriend or one of your girls that are friends no my my actual i have two girlfriends um so what? one of my girlfriends yeah so they're wearing yeah. white of course he has two yes yeah. yeah. um, they're both like in your pockets right now or something yeah, i feel I like wish. they're like they're, no, they're, they're, they're home at the moment but yes but so together oh uh, yeah uh, so i have this I, is bizarre yeah i have two right, girlfriends move on we so talk about um right so one, one of my girlfriends she 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 goes through depressive cycles every so often because she she, ha- she knows her boyfriend has another girlfriend wait really no so yeah she's had it her entire life and um so she she goes through these cycles and i'm a very proactive person when somebody gives me a problem i want to solve it and one of the conversations we had to have and i had to get out of her because she didn't know how to word these things um was that when she feels depressed uh, depressed she wants to tell me all the bad things that are happening but she doesn't want me to fix them that's just literally the exact same conversation I've had with my boyfriend. Yeah. Because I all I just want to tell him. I want to wallow in it. And that's why I said that. And not wallow, because wallow makes it feel like you kind of enjoy it. But in the moment, I just want to throw everything out of what's inside. And mm-hmm. I want him to just understand it. Yeah. And every time, every single time I've tried to do that, he's tried to solve it. And he talks to me like a business partner and we're making a plan. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not anything I want. And then I get really upset. And I'm like, you don't know. You don't understand. Like you never have felt this way. You will never understand. And that's why you're making a plan right now because it's not what I want. That's exactly it. And it's something that that I I had to come to terms with with my girlfriend because I always wanted to fix things. And, uh, and, you know, we've we've been together for a while now. And I I have learned. And even yesterday, like actually she had a, a very small bout of it, something that happened. And I was trying to fix it for her, and she got really upset at me. And I was like, I, I apologized. I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. And she's like, wow, why are you apologizing? I was like, I shouldn't have tried to fix it. Uh, and she's like, no, no. We, and I was like, no, I shouldn't have. I know better than that. I was like, I just got caught up in the moment. My girlfriend was sad, and I wanted to make, fix it. And I was like, and I got it wrong because fixing it right now isn't about me going out and actioning. It's about me just listening. Yes. And being Please talk to my boyfriend. So, yeah, for sure. Like, still no, but that, so that's a really good point. The point you're making is to provide instructions for what to do. For what to do. At the right moment, though. At the right moment. So yeah. not while you're, even if you're in a fight and you don't have depression, you never want to give instructions while you're bickering and yelling at each other. You always want to be sitting on the they couch, having a nice night. They will and go then to you, waste. Exactly. And then you're, in, you're both in a calm space. You're not in yeah. defensive mode. Yeah. And then you can talk calmly and rationally. I mean, there's somebody. actually a great study about why people can't hear during arguments. 
happens. Um, it's because our blood rushes when we get that excitement, and uh, because we have blood vessels in our ears, it actually makes it really hard to process information because you can't blood, hear them. You literally can't hear them. There's a lot of studies that have shown that really? hearing is impaired during fighting. Uh, I can, uh, hear, I so. can hear you. I can, you can, I can hear, hear, but it doesn't process properly. Really? Yeah, you guys like clearly can't hear me trying to tell you to wrap it up because we got to get out. I didn't hear well, you. We're blind. <laughs> Obviously, we're really <laughs> heated right now. All right, well then, let's wrap it up, and hopefully that answers your question. Our, I don't know what you're cutting me off at depression. By the way, seriously, now she's depressed. I want to hear about your depression. That's it makes very me sad. Now she's video. depressed. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to ask, if you want to ask questions for analyze this, even though we obviously do not ever get to them, but you should still we continue got to a writing in questions. Um, write to ask at Ask Women Podcast. I want to thank Adam Adam Lyons for being on the thank show. You for me. And if you want to find out more information about him, go to WingGirlMethod.com slash Adam L Y. Is, is Lyons your real last name? That's my real. Wow. Last name. Yeah. It's, it's not like an AFC thing. This is well, like not I'm, a I'm not looking at it more like lions like in the jungle I'm looking at it more like you're lying to me right? oh, no I'm just good. kidding yeah, no. that, that would work. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I'm not even going to make a comment a but check out our uh, new episodes of Ask Women podcast every week on Thursday please go download new episodes and also subscribe so you don't have to manually download them we want to thank our sponsors for keeping us on the air and for anything that you want to buy in the world go to Amazon and buy it but use our link winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon and we want to thank Kevin for being on the show too thank you Kevin his new show with his girlfriend Maria Menudo right is I'm sorry uh, uh, it's every Tuesday, Tuesday every Tuesday on Oxygen at 10pm yes what's it called uh, Chasing Maria Menudos. perfect yes. so go, go tonight check or it out no, there. Not tonight. tonight for me but not you guys <laughs> Tuesdays for nobody don't listen to what you just said but we will see you guys next week Thank mm-hmm. you.